Hey, dear saints, you're listening to Preaching Christ Crucified on Double-Edged Sword. Sermons from Pastor Kilgo, preached at Redeemer Lutheran Church in Lawrence, Kansas. We pray that as you hear God's word, you would be strengthened in faith and love and rejoice in the joy of the Lord's promises and kindness. In the name of Jesus, amen. Dear saints, as we gather to celebrate the Festival of the Reformation, 500 and, I think it's five years now. Um, I think we kind of stopped counting at 500 for some reason. We might want to ask a few questions about this day. It's always good when you get this sort of stuff, especially what are relatively newer festivals of the church's life. Um, If you don't know, the celebration of the Reformation at as a celebration of the church, doesn't really take hold until about 100 years after Luther. So, I mean, we're, all, we're, we're less than 400 years into this being a part of the church's history, which is short in comparison to a lot of the others. Like, for example, next week the church celebrates the Festival of All Saints, which is one of the oldest festivals of the church, spanning back uh, into the early days, into the early centuries. Um, so we might want to ask just what's going on with this, with this day and the stuff that's around it? What exactly are we celebrating? What is the Reformation about? Uh, what are we celebrating on this day with, with the hymns and the, and the texts and whatnot? And maybe uh, why do we have this moniker for ourselves that we call ourselves Lutherans? What's going on with all of this? Well, there's lots of ways that you can go about answering these questions. A lot of people have gone about answering these questions in different ways, but I would commend to you that there is only one answer to all of them. They all stand in the same reality, and that all of it is centered in uh, the scriptures themselves. Now, the celebration of the Reformation, so the first question, why, why we're celebrating this day, what this day is about, the celebration of the Reformation is a good and godly thing. We, we shouldn't abandon it. We shouldn't do away with it simply because it only has like 400 years of history in the church. Um, but we should recognize that along with a celebration particularly of this sort, that there are dangers that are associated with it. Other celebrations of the, of the church are pretty straightforward what they're about. So, for example, when we celebrate the baptism of our Lord Jesus, we know exactly what we're there celebrating. When we celebrate um, the circumcision of our Lord, that's on uh, January 1st, we know exactly what we're celebrating. When we celebrate the ascension, etc. All these things that are completely wrapped around the person and work of Jesus, we know exactly what's going on. Where we start getting into a little bit of dangerous things like this that are celebrating events in the life of the church historically. And so we need to be kind of on guard a little bit to not let these sort of celebrations become something that they're not, something that they were not intended to be from the outset. When we, when we consider the celebration of the Reformation, um, my guess is one of the first things that pops into your mind is the 95 Theses. That's in fact, when we talked about in uh, 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 2017, the 500th anniversary of the Reformation, that was the date that we were referencing, 1517, the posting of the 95 Theses. Now, there's a bit of a problem with that. Well, that certainly spurns all the events that come after it. That's uh, it, not yet the Reformation. Um, you probably have, in fact, not read the 95 Theses. Because if you had, you would know they're not something to be celebrated, particularly by the Lutheran Church. We don't agree with basically all of them. 
except for like the first one we agree with, when our Lord and Master Jesus Christ said, repent, he willed that the entire life of the Christian be one of repentance. We're, we're good with that, that's true. The rest of them are basically about indulgence, how they're good, they just shouldn't be sold. We don't agree with that. And the problem with uh, attaching the celebration of the Reformation to something like the 95 Theses, while we can celebrate the events that the Lord uses in order to preserve his gospel in the church, uh, the temptation can be that the Reformation is just all about the 95 Theses. And when that happens, then we go astray from what this day should be about. There's other things that come along with this. Uh, we might be tempted to regard Luther himself as the reason why we're, we're celebrating Luther today. Uh, and that's not true. It shouldn't be true. Luther is indeed one of the great pastors of the church, one of these once-in-a-multi-generational sort of guy that the Lord raises up in his church, particularly for the preservation of the gospel. At Luther's funeral, um, the text that we uh, had as the opening text from Revelation 14 is referenced by Johannes Bugenhagen, Luther's pastor, and particularly the angel flying overhead with an eternal gospel to proclaim. And he notes, he says in the sermon, that angel was the blessed Dr. Martin Luther. Now, he's not wrong, but he's not entirely right either. I think we've talked about this. L Luther is certainly the angel, the proclaimer of God's word, the sent one, um, the servant with the eternal gospel. That's very clear, but he's not the only one. This is a text that describes, in fact, all the pastors of the Lord's church, all the Lord's servants who proclaim the eternal gospel. So it's about Luther, sure, but not only about him. Same with this day. Uh, if this becomes about him, then we hold Luther up as being some sort of infallible teacher of the church, which he himself would say he's not. Uh, Luther rather infamously encourages the burning of like all of his writings, save like five. The Catechism, Small Called Articles, the uh, Galatians Commentary, the Genesis Commentary, uh, these sorts of things. Um, everything else he considers dross to be burned. And he's worried that it's going to be taken out of context and used for all sorts of nefarious things, which it does. He's exactly right. That's what happens. We save them anyway, and we, we have them. God be praised for that. But when the Reformation becomes about Luther, then we're off in the, in the, in the field somewhere. We're not where we should be. And there's all sorts of other things. We could say other writings of Luther, maybe the ones that he particularly upheld. Or what about the Augsburg Confession, which is the founding document of the Lutheran Church? Or what about the whole Book of Concord, which is the thing to which all of our congregations subscribe and all pastors subscribe? What about those things? Well, those are good. They contain what the Reformation is about, but they are still not what the Reformation is. They're all pointing to one thing. And when the Reformation becomes about any of these documents, then we're in the wrong spot. The Reformation, the focus of the celebration of the Reformation and the Reformation itself is solely and squarely in the scriptures themselves. There, there's a couple quotes from Luther that are, I think, maybe helpful in, in how he himself understood this. One, he, he makes this comment about uh, previous reformers trying to reform the church and current reformers trying to reform the church, and he notes, others before me have contested practice. But to contest teachings, that is to grab the goose by the neck. 
And what he's talking about here is that other people before him had rightly understood and fought against various bad practices that had come into the church, uh, both in the church's worship and in the lives of the monks and the priests. But what Luther understood is those things were a product of the bad doctrine, the bad teaching that had first crept into the church. And so he says, I grabbed the goose by the neck instead of simply plucking its feathers out. The other is this. It's one of my more favorite quotes from Luther. Uh, he says, I exposed indulgences and all the papists, but never with force. I simply taught, preached, and wrote God's word. Otherwise, I did nothing. And while I slept or drank Wittenberg beer with my friends Philip and Amsdorf, the word so greatly weakened the papacy that no prince or emperor ever inflicted such losses upon it. I did nothing. God's word did everything. And he's right. Luther didn't do anything. None of us do. Luther recognized that he was fighting against the false teachers and the false prophets that had crept into the church. Those that were, in the words of St. John in our gospel, were seeking to take the kingdom of God by violence. Not physical violence, not always, sometimes, but particularly violence against the gospel, against God's word itself. That's what St. John is talking about there. And that is what Luther is fighting against. And he has, just like we do, only one weapon against the assaults against the church and the gospel, and that is the Lord's word itself. The Lord's word is the sword that will finally fight against and conquer all the enemies of the Lord's church. That's why Luther rests everything into the scriptures, and we should as well. So what is the Reformation about? It is about God's word and nothing else, and standing faithfully and firmly in that word. So second question, why do we celebrate today then? We celebrate this day as a, preservation, a celebration of the preservation and reclaiming of that word of God. We celebrate this day, this Reformation, because as the Lord has promised, his word endures forever. This is the motto of the Reformation. If you didn't know, the Lutherans actually do have a motto. It's uh, sometimes depicted as a cross with VDMA in the corners of it. If you've ever seen that, that is the motto of the Reformation. Verbum domini mana et eternum, the word of the Lord endures forever. That's the Reformer's motto. That tells you everything you need to know about the Reformation and why we continue celebrating it, because it still is true. God's word endures forever. It didn't stop enduring in the 1500s in Germany. It made it across the, the ocean and here into Kansas and continues enduring. And it will until the Lord comes back on the last day. And that word, that enduring word, will continue doing what it always has, creating faith and giving the Lord's gifts and sanctifying and preserving his people. And the time and location of these things might change, but they will always be there, those gifts of God and his word. The group that receives them might be bigger or smaller throughout history, but there will always be Christians born out of the gospel of Christ. And so why do we celebrate this day? We celebrate this day as a celebration of God's word and the standing faithfully and firmly in that word. Now, the last question is why we call ourselves Lutherans. This seems like it might be opposed to all those things. It seems like we're grounding ourselves in Luther and not in the scriptures. Well, 
Luther didn't want the church to be known after him. He's very clear about that. Uh, the, the Lutherans, in fact, had two requests of what they wanted to be known as. The first, I uh, actually don't know the order, but one of them was the Church of the Augsburg Confession. Like I said, founding document of the Lutheran Church. They wanted to be known by their confession there. They wanted to be known by, this is what we believe, teach, and confess in our churches. The other one is they wanted to be known as the Evangelical Catholics. That is, uh, the Catholic, the universal church, which stands not under the authority of Rome, the Roman Catholic Church, but the church universal that stands under the authority of the evangel, the gospel, hence evangelical Catholics. Second, Luther actually had no issue with ascribing his name to this uh, Reformation. He does so rather playfully, in fact. If you look at various things that he writes, he uh, pens his name as uh, Martin Eleutheros, which is a play on the Greek word for uh, to be set free, uh, which is Eleutherao. You can hear Luther sitting in there. And so Luther and the Lutherans play on this, that we have been freed from the tyranny of the Pope and false doctrine by the scriptures themselves. And this is the word that gets uh, read periodically uh, for Reformation in John 8. Um, Whoever abides in my words will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. That's that word, Eleutherao. Now, the church garnered the name Lutheran as an insult against the Lutherans. And the Lutherans, being good Germans, went with it. They essentially said, if you want to call us Lutherans, fine, hold my beer. We will be Lutherans with all gusto. They just go with it. But what they understand is what that meant was to do what Luther himself had done. And that was to point not at himself, but at the scriptures. To point at Christ for you in God's word. To be Lutheran, then, is simply to be this. To be Lutheran is to believe what the Bible says. To believe that it is inspired and inerrant and infallible and clear and uh, the only authority in our lives, and that it alone has the power to create and sustain our faith and bring us to the realms of everlasting life. And so why do we call ourselves Lutherans? Because being Lutheran is about faithfully and firmly standing in God's word. That's why this day matters. It's why it it matters because it it points us to every aspect in the scriptures. And being pointed to the scriptures and the truth therein, we are pointed then also and most clearly to Christ. We're pointed to our Lord himself who takes upon him our flesh to lead a perfect life under the law, never sinning, but enduring all the temptations of sin so that he would be for us a merciful and faithful high priest, not one unacquainted with our weaknesses, but one who in every, every way has been tempted as we are, but without sin. All of this so that his perfection, which he lives out in his life, would then be given to us as a gift. We're pointed in the scriptures to our Lord, taking upon himself our sin, and taking that sin to the cross so that he would suffer the entirety of the Lord's wrath over that sin, poured out on him and not on us. All of this so that his righteousness would be given to us 
is a gift. We are pointed to the Lord taking our death upon himself, taking on the grave for our sake, dying the death that we deserve. All of that so that his life would be given to us as a gift. We are pointed to our Lord taking up that life again, being raised in his perfect and glorified body so that his resurrection would also be given to us as a gift. And so we are still, this day, pointed in the scriptures always and only to Jesus. That's why we proclaim that the Reformation is still all about Jesus. If you remember the slogan from 2017. That's what it initially was about. That's what it was about in 2017. That's what it continues to be about today. And God willing, it will continue to be about that until our Lord Jesus returns in his glory. Because to point at the scriptures is to point at Jesus himself. That's what the Reformation is about. That's why we celebrate this day. It's why we call ourselves Lutherans. It's all about the scriptures. It's all about having God's word as our great heritage and continuing the work of speaking that word into the ears of the world and all those around us until our Lord Jesus will return in his glory and bring us into everlasting life. In the name of Jesus, amen. The peace of God which surpasses all understanding. Guard your hearts and your minds through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Thanks for listening to Preaching Christ Crucified on Double-Edged Sword, sermons by Pastor Kilgo at Redeemer Lutheran Church in Lawrence, Kansas. We'd like to invite you to join us for church, Sundays at 10 a.m. and Wednesdays at 7 p.m. We also have Bible study at 9 a.m. on Sunday mornings and at other times throughout the week. Please visit our website at redeemer-lawrence.org for more information. Thanks again for listening, and we'll catch you next time.